Boom! Hi! It's the Media Point Podcast. That's the podcast that we do every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. This time... We're on time. We're on time. Yes. Uh, today is May... Uh, uh, the 16th. Wow, way off. You're way <laughs> off. 16th. Come on, man. <laughs> Last five days somewhere in the... In the month there. Uh, it is May the 16th, 2018. This is episode 123, I believe. I believe you're uh, right. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. We I'm, are the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, I'm Mike. He's Matt. We've done this out of order. We've done this 122 times, and yet we still We don't have change that it up. in order every week. We always have an order every week. If you week. are curious what we are, the Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. We talk about breaking news. We also talk about things that we've seen slash watched slash heard. And we talk about it to you, our loyal listeners. Thank you, loyal listeners. Thank you, loyal listeners. And we start every week, as we always do, with movies and specifically last weekend's box office number. You mean the Avengers again? Again? Avengers again again as your Avengers Infinity War was again your number one movie in the country with another 62 million to add to its already enormous total which is now up to 548 million domestic. Yeah, that's domestic. Worldwide uh, it is 1.6 billion. It opened in China this past weekend to an impressive 200 million dollar opening debut weekend in china that's china with 200 million so not bad yeah not bad at all uh the rest of your top five eh not as exciting your number two debuting number two this week is life of the party with 17 million dollars uh, that's your melissa, melissa, melissa mccarthy, McCarthy movie vehicle. which barely hit number two yeah so that was 17 million but also coming in at 17 million and probably point something. Yeah. And number three is Breaking In. Uh, so that's your number three movie debuting this week. Yeah, the difference was $200,000 between the two. Close. That was like, like a 17.8 to 17.6. Okay. But difference. returning to the top five this week, your number four movie is the Anna Ferris Vehicle Overboard, making another $9 million. And lastly, rounding out the top five is A Quiet Place with another six. And that's your box office. All right. Next weekend, this coming weekend, you have two, three new releases. Yes. Uh, your big one, of course, is Deadpool 2. Uh, yes, Deadpool also, which I don't know why they didn't just title it that, because that would be hilarious. Have, but, uh, so yeah, that's probably your number one movie. Uh, yes, this, this is your, your new Marvel movie. Marvel will unseat Marvel. Yes, Marvel will unseat Marvel Fox. Yeah, we'll we'll see Marvel, Marvel Disney, Disney, which then will become a part of Marvel Disney. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. So, yeah, that's your number one, probably. No questions about that. We'll have reactions to that. I'm sure you'll see it. Yes, I'll be watching it on Sunday with friends and new people. But also this weekend, uh, you have Book Club, the movie where uh, the, the ladies... People. Oh, sure. Ladies read uh, Fifty Shades Grey. Uh, so good, get ready to hear your stepmothers talk about that yes. this coming weekend. Remember when Universal <laughs> was suing about the book Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Like, this is what's going to come of it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll it's an extension that, yeah. of it. Look, they already made the film, so yeah. it's an extension of it. Then lastly, Show Dogs. What is Show Dogs? Uh, Besides what it sounds like, a movie about Show Dogs. Yes. Uh, not only that, but it's a film for the kids. 
starring Will Arnett oh, as kids. a detective okay. who teams up with a talking dog. Oh, you know what? I think I saw a trailer for this. Yes. It looked bad. It looked really bad. It looked bad. But like I said, this is for the kids. Your counter program. For the kids. If you will. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. So those are your new releases this weekend. Deadpool will be your number one. Are we going to do Over Under for money? Uh, let's see. What did Avengers make? Uh, two... No, no, this past weekend. Oh, oh, uh, this past weekend? 62. Okay. So, it'll definitely beat that. But how, by how much? Uh, let's see. The first Deadpool, Deadpool 1 bid 120, yeah. I think, roughly, because we undershot that do significantly. Do over-under 120? Uh, sure, and I'll take the under on that. Okay, all right. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that next yeah. week. We'll, we'll see back. if Deadpool can un- can do better. Deadpool 2 can do better than Deadpool 1 in its opening weekend. We will see. Okay, before we move on to news, did you see any films? Mm-hmm. No. My girlfriend no. saw Life of the Party Okay. Uh, with her mom for Mother's Day. Any comments about that? I didn't ask. I didn't, didn't want ask, to. Didn't want to know. <laughs> I didn't right. want to know. Then let's move right along to... I'll probably end up seeing Life of the Parties uh, just to catch up on films okay. at some point. Well, we'll let us know when you do. Yes. Uh, also, my dad keeps telling me to watch Rampage. I don't know why. I mean, he probably enjoyed it. I'm sure he did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, mean... stars, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I will never stop calling him Dwayne The Rock Johnson. As much as you'd like to. As much as I'd like to, it's just Dwayne Johnson is not is known to me. <laughs> Sure. All right. Are All you right. good? I'm good. Are you, you good? good? Did okay. you watch anything? <laughs> no. Let's move on to movie news. All right. Movie we're news. To do. Okay. Movie news. First story is our uh, another follow-up on the Weinstein Company dissolution. And this will be the final thing. I know we said uh, it last time. That's but what we keep saying. This will be I'm the final it's thing. another one. Because there, after this, there will be no more Weinstein Company. So, the company has finally been sold to a Dallas-based private equity firm. Lantern Capital is the name of the firm. Their co-founders, Annie Mitchell and Milos Brajevic, have said they plan to change the studio's name to Lantern Entertainment. According to bankruptcy court records, the studio has 85 employees and a monthly payroll of $1 million. So, kind of a low-rent operation so far as studios go. Right. But the main acquisition of this is to, one, not only get a a foot in the door into Hollywood, but to for all those Weinstein back order catalog. Yeah. Expand their business uh, by getting an existing catalog. Yep. It's really smart. So, yeah, this is a, this is a smart choice. Uh, so you don't have yes. anything here, but what have they done in the past, these Lantern Capital guys? Have they invested in anything notable? or No, but they were the... These guys were a part of the original deal to buy right. Weinstein's before the other two people backed out. Got it. When all the uh, back pay lawsuits started coming out. Um, so they still stuck around. They did their due diligence still and were not scared away. But uh, both Weinstein's brothers have been ousted from right. the company right. since. And yeah, they're going to basically... Slap a fresh coat of paint on it and then start a low-budget studio because no one's going to trust them yet. <laughs> Not right away. Nope. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with Lantern Studios. Uh, sorry, Lantern Entertainment. Lantern Entertainment. All right, next. They'll leave the uh, light on for you. Somebody who may... Uh, no, wait, no, wrong. Wrong slogan. Wrong, wrong slogan. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Someone who might uh, star in a future Lantern Entertainment uh, film. 
It's none other than uh, twi- former Twilight star Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart's in the news because, uh, one, she's currently serving on the jury at the Cannes Film Festival. Someone let her judge films? Apparently. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, she's uh, an actress. And number two, uh, she has revealed her next project, which is also her directorial debut. <gasps> she will be directing something called The Chronology of Water. Not The Shape of Water, but The Chronology of It. Is this the prequel? Um, probably not. The sequel? <laughs> it's the story <laughs> of a lifelong swimmer-turned-artist. And explores the issues of sexuality, grief, and addiction. This sounds like right up her alley. <laughs> it sounds like something she would direct, yes. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, no, it could be really, really cool. I, I like Kristen Stewart. I yeah. no problem with her. Uh, apparently she's been chasing after this project for a year since reading the book. Uh, tracked down the author and had in, uh, several interviews with her. You know, cool. coffee and lunch and dinners and stuff. Uh, and is really passionate about this. So, good stuff comes from passion projects. Yeah. So this could be really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last passion project was freaking Greta Gerwig with Lady Bird, and they got nominated for Best Picture. So. Yeah. <laughs> good good time. Strike while the iron is hot, Kristen. Yep. Next up, uh, speaking of new movies, we have a new movie called 355, and it's already getting a big payday for Simon Kinberg, which I guess is the director. You do not have yes, he's the director. their role listed here. Uh, Simon uh, is getting a payout, payday already for 355, Universal has reportedly paid $20 million for the film. It will star Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Fan Bingbing, and Marion Cotillard. Oh, and Penelope Cruz. That's a star-studded cast. Yeah. Except for I'm not familiar with Fan Bingbing. She is a Chinese actress, uh, most famous, I guess, for American audiences would recognize her as Blink in uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, okay. She was also in... Um, Age of Extinction, Transformers. Uh, she's she's well known in China. Uh, she's been in American movies that have as an actress to help make them big in China. Okay. Yep. Uh, so this is an inter- international cast for a Sounds specific like reason. Because three fifty five in the title refers to Agent three fifty five, one of our first secret agents during our American Revolution. Yeah. Didn't know that. (laughs) Plot details are scarce, but it's reported that the five actresses are all playing spies from around the world who team up for a mission during the American Revolutionary War. Yeah, this sounds really interesting. That is really interesting. Uh, Yeah, female-led cast. Simon Kinneberg uh, just directed um, X-Men Dark Phoenix, uh, the upcoming X-Men Dark Phoenix film uh, that was his directorial debut this is his second project and it's looking good um he worked with jessica chastain in dark phoenix that's how and then that's how she got all ah, these other girls got it. there's the connection yeah there's the connection and this could be good um i'll give this one on my radar sounds like it all right cool uh moving on uh, now for our uh, uh, weekly story that gets way into the weeds. Uh, we have a story about Netflix here. <laughs> uh, and Netflix and the Court of Justice in the European Union. Well, they've, they're not a fan uh, right now of Netflix. They've ruled against Netflix uh, ordering, th- in a case I guess, uh, ordering the 
More articles, please. Ordering, <laughs> more articles. <laughs> more pronouns. Uh, ordering oh, the streaming giant game. to contribute to... Or, sorry, more context. That's what I want. There you go. I have no idea what sometimes what you mean by any of this. All right. They will have to contribute... Oh, sorry. Uh, they will order the, uh, Netflix to contribute to Germany's film subsidy system, which I'm guessing they're not currently... Yeah, because... <laughs> so, because Netflix is not a German company and they right. have no offices in Germany, right. they assume, well... We don't have to contribute to this. But Germany is like, if you're such a, a force in our country, and if so many people uh, are watching you, you should contribute too. Right. Okay, got it. So, they will have to contribute a portion of the revenue earned by its German service to the country's national subsidy system, which funds local film and TV production. So it's going to do a good cause. Mm-hmm. A law passed in 2014 and approved by the EU... Requires German cinemas, television networks, and streaming services to contribute to the fund. Netflix challenged the law since, as you said, it's not a German-based company, and therefore they thought they wouldn't have to contribute 2.5% of the revenue, as the law states. Yeah, 2.5%. Come on, Netflix. But they did find that Netflix used German subsidies to make their film mute. The Duncan Jones film. Yes, and this is wherein Netflix gets in trouble. So thus, boom, you used it. You have to contribute to it. Right. Is If we're going to give you these tax breaks, you're going to have to, you know, be under German law or yeah. EU law. Well, well hopefully they'll, they'll start giving, uh, giving uh, into the pot that they're taking from. Take well, Netflix lost it, so they have to pay now. Yeah, they have to take uh, Or, you know, they'll just, they'll like, well, we'll backdate it and then just, like, yeah. not do it. You, leave you know, shady business dealings. Them. But, you know, Netflix, if you want, you're going to be good about this. They're just going to pay. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Alright. That's uh, it for movies. We're yeah. already done. Yep. Movies are short. Anything, anything to add for movies real quick? Um, no. Oh, a couple of trailers are out that we talked about last week. Uh, Black Klansman yep. is out. Um, the trailer. The trailer. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody trailer is out. And the new Predators trailer is out. Now, is Adrian Brody back in this one? No, but it is directed by Shane Black, and you know it is, because in the trailer it says, from the director of Iron Man 3. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because it's set at Christmas, and I was like, oh yeah, then I definitely know it's Shane Black. Probably, there is snow. All right! (laughs) You love snow. All right, uh, moving on then into television. First, we always start with sports. Yes. Sports Corner with Mike. Yes. Uh, NHL hockey is currently in the Stanley Cup Finals with the uh, first year babies going up against the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, the (laughs) Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Winnipeg Jets. Right. Uh, The Knights are are currently down in the series and will most likely lose, and I hope they lose. So, jet, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Yeah. Is that what's happening? That's what I'm saying. All right. Yep. Uh, NBA finals are still going on. It's currently the Eastern Finals and the Western Finals. One of those will go on to play in the NBA Finals. Um, And, yeah, that's all for uh, just general sports news. General sports news. But then we have a piece of sports news that's a little more complicated. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court on Monday, struck down a federal law that required states 
to ban gambling on the outcome of sporting events, something that we all know happens all the time. Yes, sports gambling. It, it's, but, it's very common, especially in Vegas. Yes, uh, Vegas was grandfathered into this, this because uh, law. Vegas. Because Vegas. Uh, but the professional... Uh, so, so if you're wondering why this is just now happening and what the history of this is, well, there was something in 1992 called the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. It didn't ban gambling, but rather states were basically told they were not allowed to permit it. It basically put a kibosh on them starting it if they hadn't already done so. Right, which is why Vegas was... Right, grandfathered in, in Reno, probably, too. Right, uh, the, Atlantic City and yeah, Louisiana, and such, etc. The American Gaming Association estimated that Americans would wager $10 billion on the NCAA basketball tournament alone, with just 3% of the bets placed legally through Nevada. Now, that's $10 billion... Mm-hmm. Billion, billion in one month. That's yeah. the NCAA men's basketball tournament, aka March Madness. So it's a lucrative business, but it's also gambling on real people, which is kind of questionable sometimes. So I could see why this is finally like coming into question. But like we said, oh, the Supreme I'm sorry. Court struck it's it east, down. I'm sorry, I was correct. It's East West in the NHL. East West. <laughs> yeah, still. Yes. Uh, yep, Angels are still doing decent. I'm watching them on cool. Friday. Get my Angels Rally Monkey. Rally Monkey. Yes, my Angels Han Solo Rally Han Monkey. Han Solo Rally Monkey. But yes, sports gambling. So yeah, so basically, long story short, all that doesn't matter because the Supreme Court basically shot down a federal law, that federal law. So uh, now I guess it's free to make for the states to make their own decisions about it? Yeah. That's what it sounds it's, like. It's, ba- it's back in the state's corner. It's back in the state's corner. Um, so each so, state can determine whether they want the people to legally, keyword legally, right. people are always going to illegally gamble. Can't really stop that unless you really crack down. Uh, but yeah, legally gamble on sporting events. Right. But this also does open up the doors to online Right. Sports betting. So remember when a few years ago, when the big deal, they Draft were, Kings, uh, Draft Kings, and all that and stuff, FanDuel, like, where like everywhere, every single second of ESPN programming. Yeah. Well, get ready for that again. <laughs> depending on uh, where your state, your home state chooses, or if you, uh, you know, you're international, then uh, this isn't effective. Right. Or this, <laughs> this is also going to affect uh, casinos outside of Vegas. Because okay. right now, like in California, all the casinos do not have a sports booking corner. Because you can't. Because they can't. You can't bet on sports. But if California changes their mind. Right. Then they'll open that up and right. then every casino but, will have uh, to get renovated. But spoiler alert, California will not change their mind. <laughs> that's what they said about the lottery. Yeah. But and California, then they joined it. I don't know if that's going to happen. And that's what they said about saying How about it depends on... Uh, how who the voting in the primary? Yeah, goes. I guess it depends on who gets elected governor. This stuff, guys. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, uh, out of sports into television news proper. Our first story is about a record. A new record has been set for the most live-action scripted series in production at the same time. Well, by one production by company. One company. Yes. So, the new leader in this uh, is none other than the man Greg Berlanti. His production company has set the new record of 14 live-action scripted series in production at the same time. The previous record was held by Aaron Spelling and Jerry Bruckheimer, each with 13 shows at their peak. 
Well, 10 of his shows are on broadcast, four of Berlanti's are on streaming services. His company, under the Warner Brothers umbrella, saw only one of its shows canceled recently. Deception, we'll get to the cancellation cancellation later. 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 While adding three new productions for a fall premiere this year. The shows are as follows. Let's list them off. All-American. One. Arrow. Two. Black Lightning. Three. Legends of Tomorrow. Four. The Flash. Five. Riverdale. Six. Supergirl. Seven. For the CW. Blind Spot. Eight. For NBC. God Friended Me. Nine. The Red Line. Ten. Both on CBS. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Which will be debuting on Netflix. Titans. Twelve. And Doom Patrol. Thirteen. And finally, a show called You. And that makes fourteen. For a lifetime. That makes fourteen. That's a lot of shows. Tyler yeah, you all notice that that's basically CBS or the it's CW's lineup. CW's <laughs> lineup, and including pretty much all the DC shows in current production. Yes, uh, when this when uh, Berlanti got the contract for Titans and Doom Patrol for the DC Universe Online's the streaming thing we speech, talked about last week, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, well, yeah. When they got the deal for that, that's what put them over the edge. Uh, into that rarefied air. Right. Yes. So, uh, suck at Aaron Spelling. I, I don't know. I don't have anything against Aaron Spelling. Is he uh, dead? No. Aaron Spelling? Actually, maybe he is. Hey, Google. Know. No, no. Not right now. All right. Not right now, Google. No, don't worry, Google. Uh, anyways. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't get sassy with me. All right. All right. Uh, let's so, move on. So... We're moving on to not mo- not TV news, but rather a massacre happened. Okay, well, before we do that, do you want to talk about your thoughts? Because this is where we usually do that. You finished up two seasons of television. Well, well let's go through the... the okay, you want the, to finish all of this up? Because we usually go straight to deaths and... Well, well, no, we'll, we'll go through the, the three that I have and then the, the break... Alright, so... For regular cancellations. So here's where we usually talk about cancellations and renewals. Well, every year this happens. There is a period about of a week or week and a half where all the networks have to make final calls on their fall lineups. Well, that's happening. And so what you're seeing right now is a massacre. There were so many cancellations that we literally have to dedicate most of our television segment today to talk about them. Yes. I, I was thinking that, okay, well, I'll just block it off and we'll just do this during regular cancellations. We can't. But no, there were literally that many. So, so first we'll, up, we're going to go by network by network here and give you the lowdown on what got killed. First up is CBS, Old People Central. <laughs> they canceled all their new shows, what do you know? 9JKL canceled after one season. Comedy. Me, Myself, and I, the Bobby Moynihan show, canceled after one season. Wisdom of the Crowd, which you have comically written as Wisdom of the Crows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, canceled after one season. Yes, that, that was the Jeremy Piven show that got pulled as soon yeah. as Jeremy Piven's stuff came out. Makes sense. Kevin Can Wait, uh, which was uh, King of Queens Redux, canceled after two seasons. Yes. Uh, elementary, finally canceled. Yes. Next, after seven seasons on the network. Yeah, that thing got seven seasons. Yeah. Congratulations, Lucy Liu, for seven seasons. Backslash, backslash, Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Sorry, backslash, backslash, colon, Scorpion, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, got canceled after four seasons. Yes. And Superior Donuts, not so superior anymore, because it's canceled after two seasons. <laughs> so, 
So there you go. Um, a lot of CBS comedies. Yes. And a couple of their long-lasting dramas. Cut. Right. A little bit of mix. Um, this just to leave the door open because CBS usually likes bringing in new comedies and then keeping only one or two. Right. So like this is nothing truths. new. This is nothing new for CBS. But what is new is some stuff going on at the ABC. Uh, NBC. Sorry, NBC. We're not to ABC yet. So, not everything was canceled. The good news is, is that we have some renewals at the top here. First up, AP Bio will get renewed for a second season. Yes, it just wrapped up its first season. Uh, so that's good news right, right there. So yeah. Uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago PD. All three of the Chicago seasons will get an extra season. So NBC's going back to Chicago. Congratulations. More Chicago. The Voice is not done, and we're getting another, not one, not two, not three, not even four. There are another five seasons of The Voice coming down the pipeline. Yeah. That's insane. So get ready for five more years of The Voice, or sorry, I guess two and a half more years, because they do two a year. Yeah, they do two a year. Yeah. Taken, however, not so lucky. The show based on the movie, uh, without Liam Neeson, of course, uh, is canceled after two seasons. The Brave also got canceled after one season. I don't remember what The Brave was. I don't was. remember what that was either. I think that was like some SEAL Team 6 ripoff. Yeah. Uh, great news. The Tina Fey, Robert Carlock produced news show canceled after just two seasons. Yes, they tried to bring in Tina Fey yeah. to, re- to reboot it. Reboot didn't it work. didn't work. Uh, I'm going to skip this one. I'll come back to this one in a sec. Because uh, <laughs> it's a bigger story. Okay. Uh, Rise uh, has been canceled after just one season. I called it. You totally canceled it. I totally it. called that after watching fine. like two uh, an episode. It's fine because I called some other things on this list too. We'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, the blacklist renewed. finally gets renewed. <laughs> I think it was all the bubble for so because long. It's been on the bubble since existed existence yeah. pretty much, and we'll come back. Are you hating on the voice? <laughs> Uh, word of word of dance world of dance gets a third season they're yeah. hyping up the second one right now yes and blind spot will get renewed for a fourth season so nbc changing things up but that's not it for nbc now giving you a little sneak preview of the fox cancellations here but the internet was in uproar after something that fox did this week Oh, yes. you want to say that at the end, then? Uh, no, I'm going to talk about it now. Because okay. This is NBC's news as well. Yes. Uh, so, uh, fan favorite and one of our favorites, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Was surprisingly out of nowhere canceled uh, by Fox. Uh, when this news kind of came out, internet fans were in an uproar. People freaked out. Not just internet fans, but celebrities. Celebrities too. spoke out. Lin-Manuel Miranda freaking... Defended the show yes, on Twitter. Um, Luke Skywalker uh, defended it. Yeah, Mark Hamill. It's just insane how many people came out to defend it. Of course, uh, people like you and um, and uh, um, uh, outlet media outlets were very mm-hmm. quick to point out there are escape routes, basically, yes. because of the production studio is technically an NBC Universal joint. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if this thing gets picked up probably from NBC. Sure enough, literally a day later, within twenty four hour uh, twenty four hour news cycle, yes. the uproar was over. NBC confirmed that they'd pick, be picking up the show for a sixth season. No news beyond that, but it will get another season after this current fifth season is done in just an episode. Uh, it, uh, the finale so, yeah. is in next week. 
Yeah. Or this coming week, I guess. Right. I was reading an article about Dan Gore, uh, creator and showrunner of yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and how he had the craziest 36 hours from the show being canceled to calling NBC to saying, what now? To, to NBC saying, well, don't give up hope yet. We're going to try and work something out here. And then him flying out to the studio, meeting with the executives, and then getting a call as, as he was driving away, saying yeah. that they got picked up for like, that they'll do an extra season. <laughs> so, congratulations. Go. So, there you go. So, Brooklyn Nine-Nine for staving off cancellation. So, yeah, I, I'm of two minds about this. I told you kind of my reaction to that yeah. news was, I kind of think it's run its course. Especially this season, they're wrapping up a lot of loose ends. Right. Well, that's Dan Gore's um, style of, well, I don't know if we're going to be picked up, so I'm going to create a finale for everyone, just in case we don't. Yeah. And so I I was ready to put it to bed. I was like, all right, five seasons is long for a show like this. I think it's done, it's, it's, it's gone the course, it's done its things, it's been really quality, but shows don't need to last forever. I mean, The Simpsons has proved this. <laughs> you, you live beyond a certain amount, and then you just, no one, it doesn't matter anymore. You're just going for the prestige at that point, and you're never going to, like, the records, and you're no, never going to get the respect that you would deserve. There are exceptions, yes, I will admit. But, generally speaking, the longer a show goes, yes, generally speaking, uh, the longer a show goes, the least we care. Like, the last we care. Well, this is also nothing new for Dan Gore, because mm-hmm. this is exactly what happened with Parks and Rec, where it got canceled after six seasons, yeah. but then NBC decided to bring it back for a seventh. Right. Yeah, which, again, it didn't really need. Yes. If it, that show had ended at season six, it'd probably be, be better, in my opinion. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, to each their own, uh, I think the internet may be overreacted a little bit, uh, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, but I still like that show. I'm glad there'll be more of it because it'll give us something else to watch. Yeah. All right, but we're not done with the chopping block. Oh, no, we have two more networks to go to. ABC is next. ABC reviewed some things, but also gave the axe to some others. Uh, Speechless, their show about the, uh, the, the mute kid, uh, is getting a third season. Mm-hmm. Uh, designated Survivor, however, will be... Uh, killed off just like the rest of its cast. Uh, Desert Survivor will be cancelled after um, two seasons. There is negotiations currently going on that for Netflix to pick it up for a third season. Um, they're in talks. Nothing is confirmed. Yeah. Uh, so don't be surprised if we report later that it's going to Netflix. What won't be, however, is uh, Quantico. Um, ah, I called this one. Yeah, <laughs> this, it, you, we knew, we both knew this thing had run its course. <laughs> yeah. Three seasons is it for Quantico. It will be canceled after this current season is over. Yes, they tried to do something new, tried to get more of a procedural for Quantico this third season. Uh, not quite working out, but they have to yeah. create a new storyline every week instead of one giant conspiracy like the pre- the first two seasons. Yeah. Yep. So it's got the axe. But what about the new uh, newest ABC comedies that debuted this past season? Well, one is... Getting renewed, one is getting the axe. Splitting up together, we'll get a second season. However, the Zach Braff-led Alex Incorporated will not. It will be canceled after its first season. Oh, I called that one. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't even, I don't know anyone who was watching that. No. Nope. How to Gay... How to Gay? Wow. Okay. Wow. How to Gay with Murder. No. 
That would be a very different show. Yes, yes, How that to would be. Get Away with Murder, however, is uh, a show that will continue existing. It will get a fifth season. Yep. American Housewife also remains alive with the third season. Mm-hmm. For the People will get another season as well. I, good. I like that show. Station 19 will also get a new season. Blackish will get a fifth season. The Crossing. Not so much. It will be canceled after one season. Uh, that's one of the new shows, the new hour-long dramas. Also, Deception, another this year premiere. I called that canceled one. Canceled after just one I called season. That, I called that when I started watching it. I said, there's no way they can keep this going for more than a season. Alongside Kevin Probably Saves the World, was, which also got canceled. Right. This is the um, I See an Angel. Yeah. Let me try and save the world. Marvel's Inhumans. Remember that? Officially canceled. Officially canceled after just kind of a season. Yeah, they aired like yeah. four episodes, something like that, of the eight or something. Ten Days in the Valley also gets axed after just one season. But last of all, the show that is also eternally on the bubble, Agents of Shield, will not be canceled. It will return for a sixth season. Yeah, the show that just won't die. No one's going to kill off Agent Coulson. <laughs> no. Again. <laughs> yeah, can't do it apparently. Which moves us into our last network here, Fox. Yep. Also uh, made some tricky decisions. The aforementioned uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, of course, will be removed from its lineup. Mm-hmm. But uh, so will Lucifer. Lucifer will be canceled after three seasons. Last Man Standing. That sounds familiar? O- officially Officially, uh, it had oh no. already been canceled. It was, this was a the ABC. Show on ABC. That's right. Starring Tim Allen. I'm thinking of The Last Man on Earth. I'll get there. Yeah. Last Man Standing, however, is the Tim Allen show that was on ABC that got axed about two years ago. Well, guess what? It's <laughs> not done. Somehow, I don't know what the hell people at Fox are thinking. <laughs> They're bringing it back, and Last Man Standing will be back on Fox. Yes, it will be back with its original cast as well. <laughs> The Exorcist, the show, uh, will be canceled after two seasons. Bob's Burgers continues its long run. It will be back for another season, which I believe will be its tenth, ninth, ninth. It will be its ninth season. Ninth. Wow. Yes, this is currently season eight, so okay. it will be season nine next season. Family Guy will get another season. I think putting it up to like what fifteen, sixteen at this point. Probably. Lethal um, Weapon will get a third season. Uh, yes, but. But the main actors will not return. Oh, no. Um, they've both been fired. Instead, will be replaced by Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott? Yes. Wow. And an uncast actor. Uh, no word yet if they're going to get... Tom Green. That's it. No word yet if they're going to get... No. Wayne, which Wayne's brother is it? Damien? Not Marlon Damien? I genuinely do not know. Yes. So, (laughs) it's unsure if Mr. Wayne is going to return. (laughs) However, one Mr. Wayne that will return is the young Wayne on Gotham, because Gotham will be renewed. I said (laughs) Wayne. I got it. Nice. Uh, Which will be renewed for our fifth season. And yes, as you were mentioning, Last Man on Earth will be its last season, because it's going to be canceled. It will be canceled after fourth Four seasons. Yep. So that's it for Last Man on Earth. Sorry, Will Forte. For, sorry, he lasted four seasons. Has <laughs> the Last Man on Earth somehow. The Mick also gets canceled. canceled. 
After, this is incorrect. It was two seasons. It was two seasons? Yes. I thought there it was two one. It did get renewed. Oh, okay. It did. It was renewed. It had a two-season run. So for it is now reason, getting canceled. So reason, I think it was one. It was renewed for, like, once. So okay. I definitely know that it came back. Lastly, the show Star will return for a third season. Oh. <laughs> so, no, star is, that star is not a... All right, that does for our tra- our, our, our for major network, major network cancellations and renewals. But we still have some others. Let's just kill these, and then we can talk about your thoughts. Okay. First up, Adam Ruins Everything gets a third season on True TV. He hasn't ruined his TV deal yet, I guess. Not yet. The Expanse, however, on Sci-Fi has given, been given, given the cancellation treatment after yes. just three seasons. But there is an internet petition to bring it back for Sci-Fi not to cancel it. Yeah. It just needs its ratings to go up. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. Yeah. The Joel McHale Show, something we've been watching, uh, just enjoyed its season finale of sorts. After its its initial thirteen episode run, but Netflix has announced it will get an additional six episodes on July fifteenth. But this is key, different this time. They will be released all six at once in traditional Netflix manner instead of the current weekly, weekly. schedule they were on. Which will be interesting because that is a weekly show. So my guess is is that they're going to continue. This is allowing them to continue production schedule, but p- put a bunch of episodes in the can right. and actually take a summer break. Oh, okay. That's that's what I'm thinking. So that way, by the time that they're done, it will be they'll just put them all out, and they can actually take a break. All right. Because yeah. a weekly show is hard to do. Yes. Because you don't take breaks. Right, and especially when your when your content consists yeah. of stuff that happens that week. So yeah, it'll just be stuck in the can for the last six weeks. Right. It's perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, Lost in Space on Netflix will get a second season. I still need to finish that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I didn't hear good things, so I don't know. Uh, the Detour on TBS will get a fourth season. I Zombie on the CW will get a fifth season. That show keeps trucking. And lastly, uh, biggest news if you're an internet dork uh, this week was Rick and Morty. Finally, for the first time in its entire existence, has gotten a firm renewal of an actual episode count. 70 episodes have been ordered by Adult Swift. Yes, uh, this is news it's because... It's zero, by the way. Yes. I'm not kidding. Yes, given that it's only aired roughly 31 episodes, I believe. And it's total. It is total. entire existence. Yes. All three seasons. This means that it's basically another three and a half seasons worth right. of Rick and Morty episodes. So what this probably means is that Adult Swim will treat it like they d- did classically. Where it'd just be like, I don't know, let's toss out some new episodes now. I don't know, save some for later. This just means that the production team actually gets to have work to do. We'll actually have writing to do right. for a while now. And also, this means that they that if they do it this way, don't have like actual seasons. Yeah. Just do dumps. Right. And then, well, because Cartoon Car- Car- Network Car- 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 just dumps whenever they Car- want. Cartoon Network does, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this allows Adult Swim to basically surprise everyone, put out three episodes, wait a couple months, put out three episodes, wait a couple months, and allows the writing team to pace themselves. Yeah, pace. Yeah, no longer have to create ten episodes all at once and then wait a year and a half for it to get animated. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Rick and Morty fans, be happy. Your show will not die for the next probably three years. Yep. Uh, <laughs> unless the fan base if, kills it. Yeah, unless you guys kill it. 
Uh, so uh, now I guess we can talk about some shows that just wrapped up that you have been watching. You've been watching um, Silicon Valley's fifth yes. season, which just wrapped up. Yes, uh, Silicon Valley just wrapped up. Um, this was the new internet uh, plot line that they were going off of. Yeah. Uh, the start and the uh, not the start, but rather the the building of the new internet, uh, which is tech for. MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was an interesting uh, series now because Bach, Ehrlich Bachman, a.k.a. T.J. Miller, was not involved, yet they still wanted to keep the Jin Yang plotline involved. Uh, so it worked, didn't work at times, became a little... It's gotten to the point where it's not enjoyable, I want to say. I want to say it's kind of run its course. Give it one more season... And then that's it. Just just end it. Because this whole, well, we're fuck-ups, but everything it turns out good for us because we're the main characters. And even though we mess stuff up, somehow it ends up working in our favor. Yeah. Gets really tiring. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. So Which I, I swear we've said for the last two times that we've watched a season finale of Silicon Valley. Yeah. It's just this show has the same problem over and over and over again. Right, but at the very end, they always tease it as, oh, this will get bigger. Because you have to reset. You have to reset every time to make it look like there's still stakes. Right. And that's where the stakes are. They're basically, they have basically become Google. Yeah. And so now they'll be taking on Google Google problems. problems. So. For these basically, I guess they're now 30. Nine? 40 year olds? I have no idea how old those characters are supposed to be. I don't know. They're supposed to be like 30 somethings. Yeah. Like late 20s, early 30s, and the, the show started. So, yeah. It's been five years. So, yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, any hopeful thoughts for the next season? Or is this just you're kind of like, why at this point? I'm kind of like, okay, like, I'm, I'm, I'm more of, is this any relevant? Or are they just. Yeah. Using it to throw in a bunch of new tech stuff. I mean, that's, that's kind of how the show has always felt to me. Yeah. Is that just like, all right, there's a bunch of writers who just want to write about experiences they've had in the tech industry. And they want to drop names and they want to drop brands and stuff. And then, yeah. And I get that. That sounds fun if you're a writer. And I get it. But, again. Yeah, if keep you, the show interesting. If every, yeah, if every season is identical, pretty much, give or take a few new characters, mm-hmm. then it's just, yeah, you lose people. Yeah, because the formula is they set out on a new venture, they stumble their way through it, but the, at the end, they come out with the goal that they set, even yeah. though they basically failed upwards the entire time. And that is what the show should be called, Failing, Failing upwards. upwards. It's not bad. That's, that's a better title of that show, yeah. Failing Upwards. You also watch another HBO show. Uh, you watch the first season of Barry. The yes. Ben, uh, Bill Hader's Bill Barry. Yes, this is the Bill Hader show through and through. Um, Bill Hader stars as a hitman who discovers an act, acting class after taking on a job in Hollywood and decides he wants to quit his life uh, taking out people and instead wants to enjoy the theater stage, which is it turns <laughs> out to be an interesting concept because yeah. as a hitman, he has no emotion. Right. He's supposed to be so a cold, cold-blooded killer. He has to really he act. He has to really act to learn and how to act. And, you know... Chan, like, find out, find the feelings inside of him to right. bring out emotion. So, it's really interesting in terms from, like, how actors get their methods, but also from just Bill Hader being, like, his goofy self of, 
well, I'm always the straight man, but I have to show emotion or learn to show emotion. Uh, there is a, there was, is, was, is, I was, will be, will be, um, <laughs> a Russian mob <laughs> plotline through and through, through the season that resolved itself quite nicely at the end. Hmm. Um, it was okay. I mean, I, some people are there talking, are like, this is like, this is great. It's not there for me yet. Yeah. It shows potential. I definitely like where it's going. I like seeing Bill Hader uh, interact with everyone. Yeah. Um, I'll watch more episodes. I don't know if it's award worthy, but I'll definitely look forward to seeing season two when it comes around. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, it's yeah. only, it's eight episodes long. They're all half hours. So They're not that yeah, well, a lot of time. Right. Now that, it's, now that the whole season is out there, you can just binge watch it. Cool. Uh, it's... It's worth watching. All right, so check yeah. that out. Moving on, uh, we just have one death here. I'm sure more happened, but we have one to report. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Marco Kidder, uh, who, age 90, uh, 69, sorry. Nice. Um, has passed away. She, of course, uh, actress from the original Superman movie. The original Lois Lane. Uh, the original Lois Lane. Uh, not original, original, but you know, yes. from the film, from the from film, Superman, the film, yeah, the movie. Superman, the movie, Superman two, seventy five, Superman, seventy five sounds right. I think so. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Richard Donner, Superman, Richard Donner, Superman. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, definitely a a symbol of that era, a symbol of of the early days of superhero films. So yeah, yeah. definitely uh, will be missed. But that's it. For television, All right. we move now to, to the Billboard music and the Billboard charts. Guess what, guys? We have a new number one. We have a new number one in both charts this week. So I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark here. Ah, don't do that. You're going to stab somebody. This doesn't play well on on podcast. No, also, that, that's why I said that. <laughs> It doesn't play. Yeah. Uh, uh, what uh, are your guesses here? Childish Gambino. You guessed right. Your Hot 100 Billboard Singles chart is topped this week by This Is America uh, by Childish Gambino. He did the one-two punch approach. He was on SNL uh, where he mm-hmm. debuted the song and then just a day later debuted the music video, which quickly became a viral sensation on the internet. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that is your number uh, one Speaking song. of that video, I have to show you a video when we're done. Uh, it's Carly Rae Jepsen synced up to that music oh video. Oh my god, it's so stupid. It is stupid, but <laughs> it also kind of works. Uh, I bet. <laughs> also in your top five, Nice For What by Drake moves down a spot to number two. Number three, God's Plan by Drake. Number four, God's Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And number five, Meant To Be. By baby BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. So yes, everything just moved down a spot. Yep. But not so in your Billboard charts. Oh wait, I was wrong. It's still your same number one from last week. <laughs> I thought for sure I had read that it wasn't. But no, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone uh, is still your number one album in the country. It's a terrible name. But followed album. closely by moving up the chart, K.O.D. by J. Cole. And debuting at number three this week, Good Thing by Leon Bridges. Rounding out your five is number four, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. And lastly, number five, Attention, Attention! Oh. By Shine Down. Oh, I thought it was the greatest show, man. It is not. It oh. is not in your top six even this what? week. Okay. So those are your Billboard charts. Moving into new releases, new releases. of the week. We have the band Ash with Islands. Charles Watson with Now That I Am a River. Congratulations, man. I want to be a river. 
Five Finger Death Punch with And Justice for None, which I'm guessing is a reference to the Metallica album And Justice for All. Probably. Uh, Mez Bay with Electric Light. John Mouse with Addendum. Matthew Sweet with Tomorrow's Daughter. Riley Walker with Deaf Man Glance. And The Sidekicks with Happiness Hours. Don't sidekick me. But you are my sidekick. Aw, wait. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I don't want to be a sidekick. Uh, so let's move into music news. First, our uh, story is about R. Kelly, somebody who we've been following off and on for all his interesting misdeeds. Yes, all his extracurricular activities. If you could call them that. They finally caught up to him. Spotify has become aware of this and thus have removed the artist from its playlists as part of its new policy about content that includes hateful things or people who do hateful things, I guess. It's kind of loose... It's kind of a loose policy, but it is. They're, they're calling their shots as they see it. And this time they're removing R. Kelly. So you will no longer be able to find his music in any editorial or algorithmic playlists, and nor will his music be promoted in any way by Spotify. This does not mean, though, that he has been removed from the service. You can still find R. R. Kelly's entire library if you search for it. Yes, and if you have a playlist with R. Kelly songs on it, he will not it will still be there. It's just if it's an algorithmic one, if you signed up for R&B hits in the 90s, for example, it will be gone from there. Right. It will also be gone from any Spotify radio that would play. Right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, in case you're wondering why. Quote from Spotify, I said, We don't censor content because of an artist or creator's behavior, but... We want our editorial decisions to reflect our values. That's a pretty smart response. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily as far as they could go, but it's a smart response for the kind of business that they run. Uh, so, well, because well, if you remove him, it's a slippery slope to saying, "Well, why don't you remove right. this person? They did that, or this person did that." In fact, that's exactly what apparently R. Kelly's one of like a representative of R. Kelly did. Apparently they wrote back to Spotify and like somebody took a screenshot of the email yeah. and it showed like, well, why if you if you want to remove blah blah, blah R. Kelly, why don't you remove all these people? And then just like a billion different people, right? Because they all have lawsuits or all sorts of things, yeah. mal mal content <laughs> attached to them. So yeah, uh, in case you're wondering about R. Kelly and specifically what he's been done, in case you've been living under a rock for a while, he's been accused by multiple women of sexual violence, coercion, and running a, quote, sex cult, which we had reported uh, on this very con podcast before. Sex cult sounds like the name of his album. It does. <laughs> and, uh, ugh, ugh. Uh, though, uh, just a note, he has never been convicted of a crime. These are all just accusations, uh, but it's a matter of time. All right, it's accusations, <laughs> but they've all been corroborated. Um... He's also not denying any of this. Yeah. It's just that he hasn't been charged, officially charged with anything. Right. We've gone to a couple of sad stories here. Um, first up, we have a death in the music scene. Scott Hutchinson, the lead singer of the British band Frightened Rabbit, was found on the banks of the first, Firth of Forth. That's a river. I guess that's a river. After he went missing in the early hours of Wednesday morning, this last Wednesday. Yes. He had spoken openly about his mental health, and he discussed his problems in the public domain, which helped raise awareness of mental health issues. His bandmates released a statement following this, saying, There are no words to describe the overwhelming sadness and pain that comes with the death of our beloved Scott, but to know he is no longer suffering brings us some comfort. 
So uh, no clear uh, path for the band whether they will continue recording as Frightened Rabbit without him. Um, no word about uh, any kind of like uh, commemorative like event that will take place over his death. Uh, no extra information uh, has been given, but uh, that yeah, it's a it's definitely a sad loss. Right, it's just another part of the music industry yeah. of because we had Chester Bennington last year. Yeah, uh, we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris yeah, Cornell, Chris Cornell too. As well, it's just mental health. It's just mental health. Yeah, yeah. We don't like covering these stories, but they are newsworthy. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, unfortunately, uh, famous deaths. Uh, Kurt Cobain's death uh, was in the news again recently. Specifically, the photographs of his death. Uh, his photographs will never again see the light of day. Thankfully. Following a court ruling on Monday, the appellate court's ruling comes in favor of Courtney Love and Francis Bean Cobain, both his widow and his daughter, daughter. Uh, respectively, uh, who own basically everything in his estate, uh, collectively, the two of them, mm-hmm. um, who has been seeking a ruling that would permanently d- enjoy the sit permanently enjo- uh, enjoy. That doesn't I think I wrote that wrong. Yeah, permanently stop the city from disclosing, disseminating releasing or distributing any death scene photographs of Kurt not previously disclosed. The photos in question, uh, yeah, show, you know what they show. I don't need to say it. Right. Um, Richard Lee has been investigating Cobain's death and believed a conspiracy involving multiple government officials and a cover-up for the singer's suicide, which caused all this to bring to court. Well, shut in, now it's shut down. Yeah, the court basically looked at the guy, said he was nuts, Said no, yeah. we're gonna respect these wishes, uh, the right. wishes of the widow, of literally of the his estate, family, of the literal family, his surviving family members. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's messed up. Uh, it, I mean, let's just let. There's no conspiracy. Like, let's just let this lie. I right. know people are obsessed with you know murder mysteries. Right, but and, come and, on. and did did he really uh, commit yeah. suicide or become a conspiracy? Yeah, but come on, man, just let just let them live. Right. It's been 14, 24 it's, years? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a lot longer than that. Yeah. It's uh, 94, so it's been... Yeah, 24, 24 years. years. Yeah. 24 years. All right, let's move on to a story, thankfully, not about death. It's about title, though. Yes. I don't know better or worse. A Norwegian newspaper claims that the music streaming app Tidal has been inflating audience figures for both uh, the two of their most uh, famous uh, uh, contributions to music. Beyonce's Lemonade and Kanye West's The Life of Pablo. This would have led Tidal to have paid disproportionate royalties to those singers' record companies at the expense of other artists. The Norwegian University of Science and Technology had published their own report that includes indicates more than 320 million false play records had been logged. Why? What was that number again? 320 million Million. Million false play records had been logged for the two albums, affecting more than 1.7 user million 1.7 million user accounts. Yeah, do that math. 1.7 million user accounts played both of those things 320 million times. Yeah. According to title. That's mm-hmm. three hundred that's three hundred and twenty times per account minimum. minimum. Title has denied the allegations, but the paper's editor-in-chief said it stood by the claims that had been published, despite no hard evidence that anyone involved, including Jay-Z, Beyonce, or Kanye West, would have been aware of the figures being altered. 
Title has not been willing to answer detailed questions about the manipulated data, but insists the data was stolen and manipulated and not done in-house. Right. Now, this just goes on top of Title's basically Whoa. secrecy yeah. about secrecy. everything that that happens within the company. It turns out the numbers of the users, how much they put, like, how many people actually pay, how many people actually use it, daily users, because they never release those, those numbers to anyone. Right. They're pretty secretive about that kind of thing. Um, I mean, because of the people involved. I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense that there would be a conspiracy, but to have actual hard data yeah. to back that up is another thing. And that's what this uh, Norwegian newspaper is saying. That yeah. they have hard data. They have the uncorrupted data. Uncorrupted data. Yeah. Alright, so that does it for music news. So this is where we talk about things we've listened to. And I believe you listened to an album by the monkeys. So, uh, not those monkeys. I listened to not enough of that Arctic Monkeys record to actually talk about it too much. Uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I kind of dropped off. (laughs) Oh, so it's that kind of album. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really care for what I heard. Okay. Not what my thing. But what to? I did listen to, though, that I can talk about here is the new Beach House album. Uh, that's big enough to talk about on a podcast. Uh, uh, their new record, Seven, uh, out now as of last, uh, is is also their seventh record. In case you were wondering. Uh, also, fun fact brings their total of recorded songs to seventy-seven. Oh, yeah, isn't that cute? That's cute. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is their newest record. It's a with a new producer. Um, a produ- producer uh, known by known by the name Sonic Boom worked on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrelated to Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't, at least I don't think so. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it adds a new kind of texture to their sound, a little bit more uh, of, of kind of a, a live drum effect. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it really accentuates the drama of their music. It's some of their best sounding songs I think they've ever had and probably... If not my favorite album from them so far, it's definitely number two. I, uh, I really like their 2010 album, Bloom. Um, so it's, it's definitely up there in the high echelon of their stuff before. Uh, so if, you, if you've heard any Beach House music and you've liked them in the past, check this one out. It's um, some of the best work they've done. So Is this go. summer album worthy? So Beach House is weird because they're very atmospheric and kind of uh, moody. So they don't really necessarily fall into a specific season. They're not summer jams as <laughs> I would typically say a summer jam is. They don't qualify as summer jams to me. But they are kind of more like, they're like not, like hanging out at the beach at night music. That's kind of what they are. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very interesting, very texture-based kind of emotional music. I like it. So yeah, check that out if that sounds cool to you. Moving on to video games. We're done with music. We're moving into the world of video games. And first up is new video game releases. So we have, up. What we're looking at is, first up, Dragon's Crown Pro, which is a re-release for PS4 of the uh, PS3 game Dragon's Crown, a uh, side-scrolling RPG brawler, which I've uh, played uh, some Dragon's Crown. It's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, Penguin Wars comes to the Switch. Wizard of Legend comes to PlayStation 4 and Switch. Hitman Definitive Edition, the uh, the collection of the entire season one of the Hitman game that was uh, this current generation mm-hmm. uh, for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, 
This was also, also notes the, the, the first uh, independent release from IO Interactive after their sale oh. uh, from IDOS. Okay. Uh, State of Decay 2 Ultimate Edition for Xbox One. And finally, the Switch version of Hyrule Warriors, which was also called Definitive Edition. Yes. So that will include all the DLC characters that were released on the Wii U version. So check that out if you like Hyrule Warriors. Right. Uh, you mentioned State of Decay 2, right? I did. Yes. Uh, that is the... Pre-release, uh, the extra bundle for State of Decay 2. The official release will come out the fall, like four days later. Yeah. But if you want to play it four days early, uh, you can get it on uh, Friday. Cool. There you go. Moving on to video game news. We had some news this week. Uh, first <laughs> up from GameStop. Sorry. I just, my, eyes, my eyes went down to a later story where you've, where you've made a typo in the world word slug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very different game. We'll get to that later. Uh, first up is a story about GameStop. Yes. Guess what? Another CEO shakeup. The CEO of GameStop, Michael Mahler, which is a terrifying name for your CEO. Mahler. 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 Like, he's going to maul you. Yes. Uh, has he's resigned. to the mall. He's resigned after just working three months as CEO of the company. He lasted three months? Three whole months, believe it or not. <laughs> Mahler resigned for, quote, personal reasons, unquote, and is not due to any disagreement with the company regarding its financial reporting, policies, or practices, or any potential fraud relating thereto, yeah. according to a spokesperson. Uh, co-founder of GameStop, Daniel DeMatteo, has been appointed to interim CEO. GameStop has struggled to adapt, the digital games, adapt to the digital games market, although global sales increased 15% in the fourth quarter of fiscal 2017, but a net loss of $105 million compared to $208 million the previous year. So GameStop is still in kind of a nosedive. Um, not much yeah. you can do about saving a company with a outdated business model. Yeah, it's, it's the same problem that Toys R Us has just faced. Yeah. And I, won't, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at the very last gasps of this company. Right. Unless they come up something quick. To get into the digital scene, they they tried the, the, the continuous rental yeah. uh, strategy, and that got but shot down. That got shot down fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it's something I would have subscribed to. Yeah, sixty dollars for a new game. Offered. But yeah, <laughs> they, they took that away. Something else they got taken away from us is Cliff Blazinski Studio Boss Key Productions. I mean, even if it was a hundred dollars, I may be inclined. Ruined my segue. Oh, sorry, I was on a thought there. Uh, I know. Alright, so, Anyways. uh, Cliff Blazinski. So yeah, Cliff Blazinski of Unreal, Unreal Tournament in Gears of War fame in his past lives, uh, started something called Boss Key Productions, where they released their game Lawbreakers to a tepid response. Yes, this was the anti-gravity shooter. Yes. That came, made a splash, and, and then, then continued to sink to the bottom of the sea. They also are, are, were in the news just a few weeks ago for releasing a new game called Radical Heights. Which was supposed to uh, be a combination of like of the, uh, the the battle royale style of game introduced in things like uh, PUBG For and Fortnite, Fortnite. Um, with like BMX tricks. Yeah, which sound like a cool idea. But all of that uh, unfortunately comes to an end uh, because Boss Key is closing. He uh, they claim that they are unfortunately failed to gain traction even with some last minute updates to their games, including Lawbreakers. 
Servers, however, for games like Radical Heights and Lawbreakers will remain up for the near future. In a final farewell posted on Twitter, Cliff uh, thanked everyone's support, but he's going to be taking some time off to reflect and focus on his family. Yeah, um, four years is a long time for a company, and to come up with nothing no from hits? it yeah. is kind of defeating for a person. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely going to take some time off here, time to recharge, rethink, come up with a new strategy, and then get yeah. right back at it. Back. Or maybe back. a studio will pick them up with a new idea yeah. for new IPs. Maybe, or maybe they'll just take a break. Yeah. Uh, we'll I doubt this is the last we've seen of them. Oh, no, no, he'll come back. Yeah. Uh, next up, if you missed out on the NES Classic Edition or the Super NES Classic Edition, well, guess what? There will be another round of sales. So get ready for uh, get your pre-order finger ready. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to get one the last time around, now you can. The consoles will return to stores on June 29th. Uh, the Super NES Classic will uh, uh, sell through the end of the year until supplies run out starting then. And the NES Classic will sell for a new low price of $59.99 and include one system, one controller, HDMI cable, adapter, and 30 pre-installed games. Right. I do believe that the SNES came with two controllers. And 20 games. And 20 Yes. And that retails, it doesn't, you don't have it here, but I believe they will not be dropping the price on that one. I do not that retails for $79.99. Yes, so I believe cool they will keep that. So uh, $60, $80, bucks, those will be back at stores. See if you can get them, because probably will not be. But what if I already own both of them? Uh, then good for you. Then you don't need to do anything about it. No, that's say we're the next Oh, movie. so that's <laughs> So, let's try that again. But uh, if you're, not, both if of you're them. more of a fan of, uh, so let's say, SNK's classic lineup, well, guess what? They what? announced the Neo Geo Mini, which includes 40 of their classic games. It is a small 3.5-inch display in a game cabinet. So a screen is included in this one, but also has an HDMI output if you want to connect to a television. Their games include Metal Slug, not Metal Slut, which you have written down. <laughs> Sorry. That's a very different game. The King of Fighters 97, Samurai Showdown 2, and all their sequels. This is in part of SNK's 40th anniversary celebration. I will probably not buy that, but if I did, man, would it be nice to have a Bust-A-Move cabinet in my house. <laughs> because, man, do I love Bust-A-Move. Yes. Um, in addition to this... During e sometime during E3, they will announce a 40th anniversary celebration. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's a collector's edition yeah. uh, that you can download, much like uh, Sega has done. Yeah, or going to do, or going apparently, to do. with the Genesis thing. Yeah. Uh, curious, a, a quick question. This is unrelated, but if you could buy, uh, semi-related, I guess I should say, if you could have one arcade cabinet in your house, which one would it be? Um, either... either be Metal Slug okay. or Crazy Taxi. You want a Crazy Taxi machine? I want a Crazy Taxi Do you machine. though? Because you would be walking when it was on, you'd be walking into your room and you'd just hear Crazy it, Taxi. Yeah, or that Offspring song over and over again. <laughs> yeah. God. See, I, I want Bust a Move. I because know. even when I'm not playing it, that song, it's so damn catchy. Da, 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 da. Yeah, anyways, sorry. I love Bustamove. Alright, let's move on to our last story of it for you guys. Alright, so let's move on to cancellations. We're not done with deaths because we got another one. Uh, the PlayStation Vita. Well, guess what? 
It's not quite dead, but its games are. So the console is not dead. But long, so basically, the PS Vita is dead. Long live the PS Vita. Yes. Sony is officially ending the manufacture of physical game cards for the system. And that is right. The PS Vita had physical game cards. Correct. Digital distribution of games will still continue. The plan is, though, to end by close of fiscal year 2018. And they've asked all uh, retailers to uh, submit Vita product code requests by June 28th. But final purchase orders can be entered by February 15th if you're a late, a late comer, I suppose. You can still get free games for the system, though, through PS Plus. Yes, PS Plus will still offer free Vita games every month, like they have been doing. Uh, they still will do the crossplay with the PS4, yeah. like they have been doing. But expect the shelves, if you're still going to a store to buy games, <laughs> the shelves of the PS Vita to be a, smaller to Smart. gone. Yeah. Um, the console itself will still sell. You can still buy a Vita if you want. Uh, but, yeah, it's not gonna... It's basically the final nail on the coffin of this thing. They're, they're kind of losing support. They've already lost the um, handheld wars, I guess, with this thing. Because when it came out, it was about the same time that smartphones and tablets started catching on with games. And so an extra handheld mobile device for gaming became... Null and void. Yeah. And if you weren't Nintendo creating exclusive titles for everyone, you, it's kind of a far reach. It's hard. Yeah. All right. So, um, there won't be a funeral at E3. No. But don't be surprised to see some people wearing black. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So that brings us to the end of video games, and that ends uh, the podcast. Uh, no, actually. But because uh, you've been just playing more God of War. But I have been playing a new game coming up. I played the demo version. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Detroit. Being, colon. Colon. Become, become human. human. Being human. No, become human. Becomes the human. <laughs> Detroit becomes the human. Detroit becomes human. So, okay. So there's a demo out yes. for the new David Cage joint, Detroit Become Human. Yes. Uh, how is that? This is the E3 um, demo. From yeah. last year, yeah. wherein you played Android um, Hostage Negotiator, and you basically go through the demo house, collect evidence, uh, rewind time, in a sense, to understand what happened, and then talk with, and then negotiate the surrender of the kid. Oh yeah, by the way, there's a kid in this hostage situation, mm. and... Everything seems ramped up for some reason. <laughs> like, like I know you're supposed to care about these people, uh, care or these androids. Yeah, they're all androids. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's weird. So you played Beyond Two Souls, right? No. No, you didn't? No, actually, Beyond <laughs> Two Souls is the free game, free game right for now. PS Plus right now. I did buy it. Okay. I plan on downloading it and playing it. Uh -huh. um, when I get to it, I'm still playing Mad Max. I'm finishing that up. Probably gonna platinum it in like a couple days now. Okay. But yeah, um, when I'm done with that, we'd be playing uh, Beyond Two Souls, the Ellen Page game. The Ellen Page game. Yeah. So what were you saying about that game? Oh, I was just saying I was asking if you had played one of his games before. Essentially. No, I did not play that game. I did not play Heavy Rain either. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they're all kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we may or may not be getting into that uh, when it comes out proper. 
Um, if we do, it'll probably just be something we jump in for a few days and then kind of jump out of. Yeah. So don't expect full coverage. Don't expect a fast post. Yeah. Um, because games of this magnitude, AAA games, have become so massive in story. Yeah, we don't have the time. There's no time. I don't have any time to, to sit and play through all the scenarios that will unfold yeah. because of this game. Now, unlike with, like, Until Dawn, where there is a central until narrative. Huh? Until Dawn? Yeah, Until Dawn. <laughs> until Dawn. <laughs> unlike Until Dawn, <laughs> where there is a central narrative and everything moves forward, uh-huh. with Detroit Become Human, everything branches off. <laughs> so, from everything you can do, and normally I like to complete games, which is why I'm taking God of War... Probably as slowly as possible. <laughs> Good call. Uh, but just so, that's also because that's so I can enjoy the entire experience. But with this game, I just from the demo, I get the sense that it will spread everywhere. And also, the design ethos is almost exactly opposite. Because instead of it being something it wants you to spend a lot of time exploring in, this is the opposite. This wants you to make decisions quickly and make the story yes. continue by the decisions you make. Yes, you are given a time limit on the decisions. Yeah. Um, you are given options uh, for decisions that you can unlock from gathering clues. Mm. But what I thought was funny was that during the demo, there is an unlock uh, s- uh, section for, quote, wasting time. Wasting time. That was one of the things that you could do was waste time while... While the hostage negotiation, while the hostage yeah, was, happening. was happening. Yeah, it was one of the things, uh, the moments that you could unlock. Yeah. But yeah, just from the one demo, um, it was like seven different endings just for this demo. And that those are all based off of what you said, the situation, and what mm. you did. Now, it took me yeah. about two hours just to complete the demo and everything, but... By the time I got to the third playthrough, I was like, man, I don't want to do like go through everything again. <laughs> yeah. Just give me the fast version where I just go to the end. Right. And then just like go from there where I already have everything and know everything. Which Until Dawn did a little bit of that, right? Yeah. Where it was kind of just like, okay, you know this. Until Dawn at, yeah. at least gave you chapter selects. Which yeah. this did. But. But it was a chapter select like right smack dab in the middle where I still had to go around and collect everything, which I guess yeah. is a part of it because you could either do it or not. But if you already did it, that means you already know the information. You know what this is making me think about? We didn't play the uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, we did not. We played Life is Strange. Now that it's together. over, I should probably buy that. Now that the season <laughs> is out? Yeah, now I should just probably buy that and play through that. I've been, I have a hankering. Uh, for that kind of game right now, so... But there's I'll no probably, Max. I'll probably do that. Um, I'll probably uh, download that, actually. I probably should buy that after this is over. Uh, but yeah, uh, before I forget, because I really want to play that for some reason. I just thought, you talking about those games, like, what's a good one of those? Oh, that's right, Life is Strange that's is strange. a good one of those. Yeah, we so. enjoyed Life is Strange, where you had to make decision-making like that. All right, so look forward to, uh, we'll probably be, uh, well, actually, we might not be streaming that. This will be my problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, but anyways, uh, that... Yeah, Detroit uh, comes out end of the month, the 27th? Yep, something like that. So, yeah. 
But yeah, the demo is free right now. Go out there and download it. See if it's for you. See if it's for you. Yeah. It might not be for us. Yeah, because I was pretty much set on getting Detroit Become Human mm-hmm. until I played the demo, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, that's why demos exist. Because just that, because like I've, like I said, that demo just showed me how wide variety this thing can get, yeah. and it's not one storyline; it's three character mm-hmm. storylines that. For me to go through every single one and find every single ending will be a pain because I have to rewatch every cutscene and there's no like quick cut throughs. Right. There's no fast forward. Yeah, there's no fast forwards. And like, I'll play through it once and try and make everyone survive and play the good cop. Right. Uh, but I just, there's just so many different ways that this thing can go. That it, that it may lose the purpose of what it's trying. The story is trying to tell. You think? Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right. So uh, let's uh, wrap wrap up then. That'll wrap us up. That'll do it for video games. That'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. So let's plug away. So let's plug away. Let's do this quick. First up. If you want to watch our podcasts live, we are live every Wednesday night on YouTube. Search Media Boat Podcast to find our channel. Click on the bell to get notifications when we go live. But generally speaking, we go live at 8 p.m. Pacific time every Wednesday night here on YouTube. You can also find the audio version of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your RSS feed, any podcatcher of your choice. So check that out there. You can also find us on social media where we post about when we are live on podcasts, when we have news stories going up on the website, mediabookpodcast.com, or if when we have a streaming going on for video games on twitch.tv slash mediabook. We are on social media at mediabookcast. We're on Facebook if you search mediabookpodcast. We're on twitch.tv streaming currently God of War, but soon probably something else. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try and finish this. Yeah, soon. Yes, sometime. hopefully I'm, I'm towards the on end. On our way. On our way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I, I um, may I may just end up sticking to story elements from from here on out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But then yeah, as I mentioned, uh, uh, mediaboatpodcast.com is where you can find our writing and occasional thoughts about what we think about things. Next up, we have Patreon.com. If you want to help us out with money, you can go to Patreon. A little as a dollar a month will help us make content that's even better than this and make content exclusive for our patrons. So join us there and give us some cash. That'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast this week. We will be back, of course, next week with another edition of the regular podcast. You'll be back streaming more God of War sooner yep. than later. And we will be peacing out and have a good week, fellas. Yep. We'll be back. People. We'll be back with thoughts on Deadpool, with any more TV shows that got canceled or yep. renewed or whatever, uh, and whatever happens. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Catch us next week. Bye. Bye.